Hey, what's up? This is Tech Talk with Chris and Josh and Corey. Uh, this is the show where we have nothing prepared for today, but we're going to do some recap uh, on the last episode. Uh, 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 we were just talking about what we want to talk about, and Josh wants to talk about vaping, uh, <laughs> and I, I want to talk about uh, bugs. That's all we got today. Have a listen. Hey, what's up? This is K12 Tech Talk with Chris and Josh and Corey. Hey, guys. Corey's still a guest. He's still a special guest. No, no, no. No, no. Corey, your voice is sounding better. Is that a new microphone? Uh, well, I'm doing it from a PC tonight. The first three episodes I tried to do from the iPad, and I don't know what's going well, there's on. There's your problem right there. We did have some complaints about your heavy breathing. He was walking uh, on the treadmill while he was recording the show. <laughs> right. I was doing light cardio all three episodes. <laughs> Josh, have you been in the corner this whole time crying about the last episode? Uh, no, I'm in a good, I'm in a good space. Uh, we, we, you know, that last episode, I, I've shared it uh, on Twitter and on LinkedIn. That, that has by far been our most popular episode by head and shoulders above the other episodes. Um, we've had some good feedback from people. Um, the people that I've sent the link to specifically have, you know, their eyes have kind of been open to the horrors that we expect and nightmares, uh, every day in, in K-12 tech. Um, what were you guys' big takeaways from that? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, 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 I was I trying to about, be nice. <laughs> I thought about how much Louisiana is like Missouri. I mean, there was a lot of similarities there, but then there was a lot of stuff. I mean, he freaked me out because I don't feel like our state would have responded the same way that Louisiana responded. So I've done some research into this and Missouri, the, the state does actually have the Missouri information services group does have an MOU, a memorandum, MOU stands for memorandum of, understanding um, between them and the National Guard, where the National Guard can come in and assist in a disaster type scenario um, at the request of the Missouri IS office. So I found that out yesterday. Okay. So we could, I mean, I think um, I, I took away actually, it was actually not really from the tech side. um, Like, when the, he said the superintendent relinquished power, basically, like that was pretty shocking to me. I mean, I've never gone through something like that or really, you know, been anywhere around something like that sort of episode. But like that happening in my district, I mean, that would be pretty wild. Yeah, and I think it, it, it's going to end up mattering or depending on how wide the outage or how wide the attack is to, you know, and, and if it's just one service that may not happen, but I mean, your phones are down, your network's down. There's no communication happening. I don't know what other options you have. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hear you. I would just but like to see that. Like, I mean, I hope I never experienced that, but to yeah, no be kidding. around that one day would be like pretty like, Oh my. Well, that's, we, we joke in our office. I, I have, there's two guys in my office with me. So there's three of us in our department. And 
I, I was joking the other day. I'm like, I said, you know, if, if we ever get that call of, Hey, my machine's got this message on it that something's encrypted and I need to call a number to get a key. I don't, the first thing you do is go over to our core switch and unplug the fiber. I mean, just, mm-hmm. and then lock the door because nothing's going to get done immediate. There's no use in running around like a chicken with your head cut off, cut the network off at its knees. Let's create a plan. Let's, let's attack it after we assess what's really going on. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about that wrong, but there's no need to run around like a crazy person. Um, that just makes the situation worse. What did you guys think about? I mean, he really talked up Google and that is it the drive file stream uh, to his, to his servers. It was backup and sync. Okay. So I, yeah, I was kind of confused about, you know, Google had, he, they broke, what was it? Drive sync years ago or Google drive installable drive. They broke that kind of into two different platforms. There's file stream and backup and sync. We went around and installed backup and sync on a number of administrators machines following this episode um, because it is a, a cheap and easy quote unquote backup solution for machines. Um, we went the extra step of if, if we were turning this on on your machine, we were requiring that you enable two-factor authentication. And we actually had a handful of people balk at it. Um, but once we explained why two-factor is good and why they needed it, we ended up getting past that. Um, but I think we did probably 15 people. We awesome. Back yeah. We, we are trying it out. So I, I talked to uh, our, uh, my, my network administrator, and he's going to give it a go uh, on one of our servers, you know, for the home directories part. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to try it out and see how it works. So you still use home directories and, and home shares for people? We do. It's one of those things that we talk about. I mean, I mean we still do for students. Yeah. It mostly boils down to the high school kids that have like, you know, the Adobe classes and the graphics cl- right. classes that need that. But, but yeah, our uh, faculty and staff, I mean, they still use home directories. See, we, uh, I, yeah, okay. us too. We, our staff still has H drives, home directories. I'm sorry. Corey, you said you had some pretty strong feelings about using backup and sync. I mean, I can, I think I do on servers, honestly. I mean, I feel pretty good about where my backups are and I don't know, just trusting Google with that with that sensitive data. I mean, yeah, we're all Google anyways. So, I mean, how much risk are you actually adding? But I mean, backing up, you know, file shares and stuff like that. And then what if the product freaks out and corrupts your files? You know, I don't know. I'm just, you know, kind of when, when it all, when he was talking about it, you know, I was thinking, I mean, if you didn't have other offsite backup procedures or something in place, I could see where that's more attractive. Uh, I don't know. Wasn't there, Josh, do you remember that crazy story about like Andy Hall and it, it, it got into his backups, right? At West Platte. Yeah. We, we probably need to try and get him on here. So yeah. the way, the way that I remember this story, um, they got in, the bad guys got into one or two of his servers. They were poking around. They found their Veeam server and deleted all of the local backups as well as their cloud backups and the repository. 
and then encrypted everything. Bam. So now there is there is another side to that argument though that any cloud provider that you're using a Veeam cloud solution with that's worth their salt should have some sort of uh, revision history where if I go in and I tell it to delete, it's going to keep a shadow copy of that delete file or that delete request for X number of days before it really purges that file. Right. Um, now, whether or not his vendor had that or he was using not necessarily a, a, a Veeam um, a Veeam backup solution. Maybe he had, you know, a NAS offsite that he was backing up to and that's what they deleted. I, I don't, I don't know the complete details of, of that story. We probably need to have him on. Have that but as, as for me, it's going to be like windows, bam, I'm, I'm, I'm toast. Uh, yeah. Veeam, bam, I'm toast, but Hey, I got my Google backup and sync and you guys are going to be looking at me and I'm going to have my files still. Yeah, and and and, and I here's mean, the Google is going to have your files still, <laughs> right? Right, and and Corey, I understand what you're saying about you know what what protected information is going to is is residing in those home directories, and and my my thought on that was because I kind of thought about the same thing with with like say you're loaded on a counselor's machine, what kind of of protected? I mean of anyone, a counselor or a principal is really going to have some of that perfect protected data on their machine. So what extra layer of protection do you need to do to keep that from getting out somehow? And that's why we made the decision. If you're going to do this, you're using two factor authentication. There's no question. Yeah, I mean, I, I would make, uh, yeah, that would have to be a requirement just because, you know, if somebody accessed your, your file server, for example, I mean, there's already been a breach that happened because that's an internal server. So they've right. already bypassed multiple levels of security to get to that point where, I mean, if it's just a Google account, it's one, it's the password. And right. so, I mean, two factor, if we were ever to entertain that would have to be, well, I mean, we require two factor for all staff anyways. We implemented that a few months ago. But Which I still, you're, you're one of the, only I think the only place that I know of that's made that jump to require it for all faculty. I, I don't disagree with the idea. I think it's a, for me, it would be a political issue right now. Um, but no, I, I think it's great. I'm just surprised that no one really screamed about it. Well, I mean, it came directly from the superintendent. Um, so, I mean, there was um, little for anybody to say. And actually, honestly, you know, it came from my email, the, you know, the direction and what staff needed to do, but everybody knew the, the directive came from the superintendent's office. But I mean, we had, I don't know if I had anybody question like, why are we doing this? What is this for? And I had pushed it for years. It had just always been optional. Yeah. But staff knew what it meant and they just, you know, it'd been optional. So they never did it. But now, you know, so it wasn't like this is a brand new thing they're learning. Why are we doing this? What's wrong? It was a simple like, hey, we've made this mandatory now. And they all they all accepted it well. Yeah, Ours is still optional. But, well, you guys know I like giving prizes and stuff. So we did, if you turn on two-factor in the month of November, like you got entered in for a prize. So we had some takers on that. Interesting. And, and go, going back to the home directory stuff, I mean, I think my district, when we talk about critical data, I mean, I think there's probably more Google Drive critical data than 
what's residing in my home directories anymore. If I'm I, being, if I'm being honest about my data. Yeah. And I, I think that's a very valid statement. And, it, and again, I think that gets into, should, should we be requiring um, two factor, two factor authentication now? Maybe we should. I mean, I, I require my employee, you know, the two guys in my office, you're, they're, they're super admins. They, it's enabled for them. I mean, it's required for them. Also, I have a higher standard of, pass, of regular password for them as well. I mean, it's, they're targets. We're, we're targets. I, I would expect you, you know, you two to have stronger passwords and two-factor authentication turned on. Um, I don't know. I, I think anywhere, anymore, two-factor authentication or just some second layer of authentication. It could be a FIDO key, whatever you want to call it. Multi-layered authentication process is going to be the standard within five years. I, I'd lay money on it. Hey, Josh, if you had one guess at what Corey's like base password is, what, what would you guess it to be? Uh, I like whiskey 23. I was going to say I love mm. Chris 123. Oh. It's – it's actually a combination of both of those, but <laughs> something that got me thinking that I never thought about. So we have several, and, and there's two ways to do it. I think I probably did it the wrong way. So like we have a ton of devices in our district that send emails out. I mean, firewall, content filter, copiers. Oh, um, yeah. So I kind of set up addresses or accounts for each individual device. Well, like all of our copiers send from, you know, copier at our email address.com. And then like the content filter is like, you know, content at, you know, whatever. But, you know, the other, you could do that another way. You could just have one like SMTP at yeah. domain.com. Well, I did it, you know, I did it the first way, but I never thought like if those accounts, like those accounts never had two factor on them. Like if those accounts would have got compromised and somebody like started sending an email from copier with infected PDF files, like staff would open those without hesitation. Sure. Ever. Because they get, files with PDFs from that address daily, multiple times. And so I've actually, that was a lot of work because I had to set up two factor on them and then create an app password and then get into all the, all of those devices and change the password. Interesting. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I, I'd have to go back and look and see how our printers are set up. I think they're just using one, one account. So you set up a app password, Corey? Yeah. So I enabled two step. Or first, what I did is I changed the password to, and I let Google randomly select a password because the password doesn't matter anymore. I enabled yeah. two step, and then in that account, you set up an app password, and you can only when you set up the app password, it shows it on the screen once, and it has like click here to copy it, and if you close the window, that password's gone forever. And so like, so I, you know, you copy it, then you get into your other systems, change the password, you do a test email to make sure like the firewall is still emailing out and then that's it. You have no idea what the password is. Wow. Yeah. But I like it. I mean, it makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah. So you have, you have DMARC and uh, DKIM set up, Corey? Yeah, we have FPF, DMARC and DKIM. Okay. Yep. That's it. So yeah, our listeners, if you, if you don't have those three SPF, DKIM and DMARC set up, 
Um, you really need to look at setting those up. You're being a bad neighbor. You are being a bad neighbor. Um, and the likelihood of you, of your accounts or domain getting spoofed is just that much higher if you don't have those set up. How, how long would it take, do you guys think that it took you to set it up? I, I think I, we had ours set up in, a, in less than a day. I yeah, want to say an afternoon. Yes, I, I think so. Uh, Cause I mean, we had to reach out to our, to the, you know, our registrar and make, Oh, that's right. You started they, that fight. They have, they have, <laughs> now, uh, and had to make all the changes. And actually I think Chris had a rougher time than I did. Cause they had some misspellings and stuff like that. When Chris, Oh did. really? Yeah. They hooked one up and it was, there's a typo in it. I, for, yeah. I even forget that story, but it just made it drag out a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, you're talking four or five hours. If you have relative good control over your DNS, it, it takes you no time to set it up. And I, I will say the amount of emails I think that we get that are our accounts getting spoofed um, have dropped pretty regular or pretty dramatically. Um, so what other, what other things are you guys taking action on after that conversation last week? Uh, I didn't really take much action besides <laughs> what, listening, honestly. Your users still have admin rights. What's that you cut out? <laughs> uh, let's talk about vaping. Yeah, so you guys vape, right? So I do it, but only outside. Do you really? No. Oh. <laughs> I would, I, I could see you vape. Um, so actually I did for whatever reason, you know, it was just a, 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 a midlife crisis at, you know, 25, uh, <laughs> like for whatever reason, like life was going good. And I was just like, you know, we only had one kid at the time and I was like, you know what, I'm in a, well, what started it was where I'm, I live in a little town and a, a vape shop opened. So I was like, oh, look at this. And so I was like, I'll give it a whirl. So I, I gave it a whirl for a couple months. And then, like, I ran out, and I was like, there was too much work to get anymore. And that was it. That's the end of the story. <laughs> so you were being a good a good citizen and supporting local business. That's that's uh, why you started raping. Yeah, that's right. So it, I'm sure the people that listen, listen to this are fully aware that uh, vaping is a major issue at middle school and high school level. It, it is a horrible problem at our high school. You got does your high schools do your high schools have a problem with it? For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the beginning of the year, it was a I would I wouldn't call it a major, but it was a it was a big deal. So our middle school apparently was worse last year, and since I guess the FDA has kind of stepped in and limited on the the number of flavors, you know, now they can't do cherry banana flavored vape anymore. It's only the nasty cigarette flavors. I they say that our middle school has gotten better, but there's still there's there are still kids vaping. That hasn't cut down on the number of vaping at the high school and actually uh, apparently vaping THC is wildly popular um, as well. So We've been trying to get a grant to get these vape detectors installed in bathrooms and we keep getting denied. So finally the middle school principal was frustrated enough that he went out and got one. And the one that we got, I, I asked for reviews and it was the one that came back better reviewed than the other one. I don't remember the name of the other one. This one is called Halo by IP. I think it's IP video. Yeah. So uh, that's, uh, that's the ones we, I think we probably, 
are basically you're just ahead of us because we've been trying to get the grant as well for, oh, that really? exact, for that exact same thing. Yeah, they're they're not cheap. They're like eleven hundred bucks a pop. Right. Yeah, that sounds exactly right. But what, they are. What does it pretty, do? So it's really cool. I I was kind of suspicious of them, and then it showed up. Um, I guess a week and a half ago, and it's P, it's a POE device. It looks like a smoke detector. Um, so I we just plugged it in the network and it assigned an address. We logged into the website for it, and it literally you if you're standing anywhere near that thing and you take a puff on a vape and exhale the the vapor into the air, it will send an email alert That's to awesome. whoever you whoever you want it to go to and tell them that there is vaping in this area. Cool. Um, so I've got an email right now that we only have one. We've got another five on order. Um, I've got it emailing the principal and assistant principal in that building, as well as emailing to their text address. So they get an email and a text within 30 seconds of it detecting vape. Um, the funny thing is they actually have a category in this thing. You know, it detects vape, and then it detects vape with THC. So they'll get a separate alert if someone's vaping pot in the bathroom. Uh, and doesn't it detect, like, um, yelling? Yeah. You know, or if, like, there's a fight? Yeah, so there's an aggression category, and that's that's <laughs> kind of hokey. Um, it was our, – our bell system was, was actually triggering that. Corey, why um, are you always fighting? Yeah, right. And then uh, somebody slammed a stall door and it triggered it. So we had to, it, it, we're kind of playing with the levels on that, but it'll detect if somebody's trying to vandalize the device as well. Um, so when you mount it, the, I would say 90% of the device is actually in the ceiling. There's a very like half inch thick profile view of this thing below the ceiling line and visible in the bathroom. That's it. And I really don't know how this damn thing works, but it, it, it works. It's I'm, I'm pretty shocked by it. Are we allowed to say that word? Like nope. Or? No, I'll have to beep it out. Uh, so who, no, ran the, who ran the cable for it? Not me, our maintenance guys. And that was kind of a pain because the bat, the ceiling in that bathroom that we put it in was, was drywall. And uh, the, the walls go all the way and the brick walls go all the way up. So if your life depended on it, could you terminate a cable tonight? No. <laughs> Say the colors in order. I, I don't know. I'll be the first person to tell you. I don't know. It. Oh, geez. That's embarrassing. Do you? Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. I terminated a, a cable the other day. Chris, you know it. White, orange, orange, white, green, blue, white, blue, green, white, brown, brown. That's spot on. Yeah. Both my guys know how to do it. I, I don't need to do it. <laughs> Wait, you have two guys? Oh, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. So that's our that's our vape detector story. It's going to be interesting. I know, um, Corey, you said you're getting them. Chris, you don't have them yet? No. This is all interesting news to me. Yeah, it's uh, – they're pretty popular. They're, I think they're gaining steam. It's going to be – I'll tell you, um, our um, superintendent at the beginning of the year – who's the big vape company? Jewel. Yes, he sent a letter to Jewel on official letterhead uh, because Jewel came out with an announcement, you know, way back when that they're trying to limit teen, like they're on the proactive 
uh, on this yeah. to not have teens do it. So he emailed them like, all right, put your money where your mouth is and pay for these, <laughs> pay for these halos for us. I'm not no, sure. He no response. Reply. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. He <laughs> They're too busy vaping to respond. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how these, how these shake out. So what was our other, what was our final thing we were going to talk about tonight? Oh, you want to talk about bugs? Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell us your bug story. Chris. Well, we've had, um, I mean, it's been all over Facebook actually, but it was, I mean, we did a newspaper article on it. They did emails and phone calls home and stuff, but we, we've had some reported bed bugs, uh, within our high school. Uh, so a while back I had bought a, one of those bug heaters, uh, you know, to cook Chromebooks. So we've been using that just a little bit because even though it's not, I, you know, everybody makes it into a Chromebook thing, I guess maybe they're in the Chromebooks a little bit, but we've been learning about, uh, how to kill, how to kill bugs. Yeah. Did you know that bed bugs, um, at 115 degrees Fahrenheit, it just takes them seven minutes uh, to cook before they die. That's interesting. I know we. No. I, I did had you, to bring it Did you know that lice is 130 for 30 minutes? Wow. Isn't your wife a nurse? She's a school nurse, yeah. So, so did you even know all this? She's a lice expert. Lice and Band-Aids, man. Like, you and I were at lunch last year when you had your first bed bed bug case weren't we yeah we've i mean this this thing we bought it's like a smaller one uh but it's paid for it so i we i I think it was if we could save like two or three chromebooks that it would pay for itself and we probably used it we've used it less than 10 times still but we just we just power wash our chromebooks get rid of the bugs (laughs) i don't think that works that doesn't work Corey. Have you guys, you guys have any Chromebook, like disgusting Chromebook stories? We had one in not that long ago that we're pretty sure it was soda, but it could have been vomit dried on it. Could have been. I mean, that would be my worst is, yeah, we had, I mean, we just threw it away. There was no salvaging it. It was completely, I, I almost started dry even. We had elementary kid, you know, elementary kids, like they don't have control over their throw up. Like they don't like think in their heads like i feel like i'm gonna throw up i should find a trash can so this kid just vomited like only on the chromebook (laughs) and we 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 go through this whole deal like you know like the janitor puts it in like the poison bag and like i go over there as if i'm gonna like take it back to my office and inspect it but really i just got the barcode and threw it away yeah i mean luckily they (laughs) ours was a a puke on an n22 so i was kind of glad to see you go (laughs) So speaking of that, Chris, and you're, you have a student help center, right? Yep. Where you're, yep. What do you have for your student workers to kind of clean the area, disinfect Chromebooks? Because right, we have a problem with flu right now. We have tons of kids that are falling victim to the flu. Um, are you yeah. doing anything or making anything available for your students? Yeah, th- so they're, they're, they're supposed to do this, and sometimes we have students better than others, of course. But anytime a, a student comes with a Chromebook problem, I mean, I mean, whatever, I can't find my Google Doc in my Google Drive, uh, before they get the Chromebook back, they're supposed to like take this, 
like a Clorox wipe that they wipe down the Chromebook case. They're supposed to yeah. take an electronic wipe and wipe down the Chromebook. Uh, you know, like do like this full service experience for the kid, no matter what tech problem he's he's had. Huh. So we try. Do you think that you've had your student workers fall victim to flu and stuff because they were working on Chromebooks? Don't, a- don't answer that. Um, I mean, I don't think so. Because I, I have a guy out. I've not paid attention to that, I guess. I have a guy out with the flu right now, and he he's blaming it on touching student Chromebooks. <laughs> I do think that was real. My very, I mean, I remember my very first year of working uh, in a school uh, in the tech department. I remember being sick a lot, and I just felt like it was probably because I sucked at washing my hands and touching all these keyboards. Yeah, but that was before you were one to one, though, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've had all kinds. Of, I mean, we've had throw up. We've had, I had a kid one time walking with his Chromebook and he put it on my desk and I said, what's going on? And he was like, Oh, I uh, spilled my milk. And then milk started coming out of it. And I was like, <laughs> why, why is it on my desk, man? I mean, we've, I mean, we've had, but you know, we're like six years in. I, I mean, we've had, I, I, there was one that there's baked beans. Like why is, <laughs> why is there baked beans on this Chromebook? Like, I don't, I don't know. Those aren't baked beans. Those are bugs. There was we had cat pee once. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe I win. Cat pee was pretty disgusting. That's nasty. Because you smelled that one for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you sure it was cat pee and not meth? No, it was cat pee. I mean, I I think it was. I did feel different. No, it, f- it. It felt different. I felt different. You know, emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> no. Those cat pee for sure. Baked beans, cat pee, vomit, milk, soda. Yeah, soda's popular. Coffee's popular. I don't know. That seems to be about it. The worst of it for us. So, um, topics for discussion. If you are listening and you enjoy our conversations. Uh, shoot us an email at k12techtalk at gmail.com. Give us an idea of something you want us to talk about. We'll try and uh, <laughs> do our best to talk about it uh, or find experts in the in the field to, to join us and talk about it. We I, still, think, I think my district and Chris's district are going to be scrimming in esports on Monday. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You go, you're, you're going down. That's a nice sequitur to me asking for sponsors. Um, we still don't have a sponsor for the show. So if you are a company that would like to sponsor our show, uh, shoot us an email at k 12 techtalk at gmail.com and we'll, uh, we'll try and work something out, have you on the show, give you a 15 second. Cause what do we want? We want, why do we want money? We want better mics. I was about to ask that. Like, does this go to my pocket? No, this would go to pay for the pod hosting service that we're going to have to start paying soon as well as maybe new microphones and yeah, other stuff. Cause I am wearing headphones that I'm pretty sure belong to a kid in kindergarten. What? <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of weird that they fit your head. Well, you should see me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, any uh, final words for tonight? When in doubt, reboot it out. Oh, Lord. Hey, I like that phrase, Corey. What oh, you no. <laughs>
No, no. Oh, Corey, we so I sent out that fish today. We sent out a uh, invalid tax information fish to 150 employees. Uh, by the time I left this afternoon, we only had two people click on it. Nice. So, yeah, and it was, I mean, it was our best one by far, not even close. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the email looked pretty legit. Uh, like, I expected yeah. a lot more clicks, not very many, like, you know, where they tried to upload a document. Yeah. No, I agree. We'll see how that shakes out. So, yeah, we should talk. Have we talked about fishing? Yeah, our first two episodes. Why don't you go back? And uh, I wasn't. I wasn't a part of those. Those are the. Uh, I, w- I would consider those the, uh, the pilot episodes. Season. The forgotten season. <laughs> yeah, well, this might be your last. You never know. Um. <laughs> I mean, can we, can we? Can I? Can I be real for a second? I mean, I am the talent. I I put the butts in the seats, and I also have. I mean, just because. Uh, what was the gentleman's name last week? Andrew. When he when when I he kept is... when he kept saying I was the one asking all the good questions. That's a great question. I mean, you're welcome. I think you're, he called you two are welcome, and America is welcome. He called you, Chris, like at the end. <laughs> that's Did how he much really? He, that's how much he thought of you. I mean, you're about <laughs> to give me a complex. So I'm going to have to go listen. Go listen. We need the listen. We need the listens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Until next week. Bye, everybody. See, see you, bro.